Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to The Others, a one-off part where myself and Howard step outside of our Manchester City bubble and offer up our honest thoughts on every other Premier League club. Who do we hate? Who do we historically admire? Who gets a free ride from the MSN? Joining me to discuss all this, as mentioned, is the present-day City to my Stuart Pearce era, it's a Howard of Hocken. Hello sir, how are you? Morning. Uh, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yourself? I'm very good, thank you very much. I've uh, just been very kind to you in the intro because I realise I've I've had a, a couple of digs recently and I felt a bit guilty. Yeah. Don't know what that's about. Envy, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've nailed it. It's envy, yeah. 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 But I've overcome that envy and I've now, I've now come to recognise that you indeed are a sir and I am merely one of the hoi polloi. Hmm. I, would you accept a knighthood if you were offered it then? Would I fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate all that honours list. It, oh, don't even get me started. Uh, yeah, we definitely should... accept House of Lords though. So that's easy money, isn't it? That's cushy as hell. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> life as well. I know. Yeah. Put your feet up. Do nothing. Yeah. Life, eh? Maybe if I've been sired by Boris Johnson, that yeah. Have, uh, yeah. Allegedly. Well, there's a queue anyway. That, so. <laughs> yeah, very long queue indeed. Um, right, let's get to it. This is going to be an interesting one, this, because we are, of course, going to touch on City, but by and large, we're talking about our rivals today. Um, and the first question is a, a somewhat of a zinger, if I say so myself, which is, who would you least like to win the title this season, Liverpool or Arsenal? Liverpool. Is that based on their fans? Yes. I mean, it's always... My, my Ask me any two teams. Yeah. And it's kind of always based on the fans because we yeah, live in yeah. that sort of world now, don't we? That's where fair, you, entirely fair. Where you make your decisions based on that, which is a bit stupid. Uh, it should be... I should be happy with Liverpool win because they've done it once. And as you know... Once it's happened once, you're more used to it or you should be better placed to do it. And, of course, Arsenal won the league before, but it's so long ago that it will be, for much of their fan base, a new experience. Yeah. And for us in the social media age, a new experience. Uh, but no, <laughs> it hasn't made me more willing to accept. I don't think it'd be more tolerable if Liverpool won it for a second time. I think it might be even as bad as the first time. Maybe because it was in the COVID times, I don't know. Maybe this is a geography thing, of course. I mean, we'll get to Chelsea later. Yeah. You dumped Chelsea into the northwest of England. I probably have very different opinions of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll park that for now. Uh, and Liverpool, of course, are closer. And that ramps up the rivalry and the tribalism, even though if you move away from football, we are... Very different cities, but very, very similar as well in many respects. So if you took football out of it, there'd be no issue with, with the city of Liverpool for me whatsoever. This is a football thing. Yeah. And I just think the more... I mean, Arsenal ain't far behind. So I think it would be unbearable because they have that North London arrogance about them yeah. uh, that would be hard, that Liverpool don't have a different type of arrogance based on entitlement, I would say. Uh, and I'm generalising big time here, aren't I? Off a small sample size of what I see online, not what who I speak to. So, 
you know, you take that with a pinch of salt. I, I, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not so sure, you know. I used to think that, but then I, I do think it does translate to real life in a lot of ways, particularly with Arsenal. If you talk to an Arsenal fan, they do have that entitlement just come through, whether it's on, on social media or in real life, as it were. Maybe there's a bit of a disparity with Liverpool because with Liverpool you do tend to get, and I'm I'm not generalising here, but this is I'm just going on my own personal experience, um, and it's no judgment here either. But it does tend to be a lot of overseas fans with Liverpool, who somewhat believe that Liverpool is the greatest thing since sliced bread and the only great thing since sliced bread, um, whereas. I think they're more rational in real life, I guess, when you encounter Liverpool fans. But Arsenal, I'm not so sure, you know. I think that I think they're all like that, Howard. <laughs> and that's a I, scary thought. Yeah, they're, well, they're just not appearing on my timeline as much, so yeah, you know, I can block Rory Talks Football or whatever that bell's called. And, uh, can, you know, I don't know. <laughs> some are like, but it's... Some fan base are impossible to keep off your timeline because, but they are the minority who get retweeted by saying something stupid, and thus you start judging judging them for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember when we played Liverpool in the League Cup final. Was it 14? Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, yeah, Milner. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was 2016. Oh, actually, St- Sterling penalty. Penalties. Yeah, yeah. There was no rivalry like this. No. So I mean, it's born by City rising to the top, and and obviously a bit of it is bitterness from Liverpool fans. Let's just be honest here: that Klopp's put together one of the greatest sides in their history, undoubtedly, mm. and they've only got one uh, one Premier League title for it that they couldn't even have a parade for because there was COVID restrictions. Uh, that's not a dig. It's just like it was bad timing in a way, and they may have more in the future now, you know, because he's rebuilt another side. So there was nothing in 2016. It didn't. It passed off pretty trouble-free. Uh, it was great to beat them, but there was. It's really ramped up ever since then. That it is a very modern and recent hatred of each other in a way uh, yeah. for some of the fans, and yeah, it overtakes Arsenal for me on. Which would be the worst? I'd be maybe it's just distance in a way. It's it's weird because no, actually, I'll save. I've spoke to West Ham fans recently about Arsenal, but I'll save that for the Chelsea discussion because I think the geography side of it is relevant. Yes. Yeah. Well, as I was putting together this kind of agenda, that was the overriding thought, really. How so much of it depends on geography, and that surprised me because football now. Well, it's not just football, the emergence of social media as well. You think how huge football is and how branded it is, etc., etc., and, and how huge social media is. You think geography will play less of a part in proceedings, but it mm. doesn't. It's still there. And I find that quite reassuring because we'll go on uh, soon enough to talk about Aston Villa. And, you know, I described them as the biggest club in the Midlands. But really, you know, Villa aren't. They shouldn't be considering where, where they're from. It's all about them trying to break into the top six and taking on Arsenal, etc., etc. But still, it always ultimately comes down to geography for me and the fact that Liverpool are so close. And, of course, your real life as well. So I encounter far more Liverpool and Everton fans than I would Chelsea or Arsenal fans. Um, so, of course, that has to play a part in it and how you feel about that club. Yeah. Um, let's Let's flip it then, because... You know, so far we've been negative as regards to Liverpool and Arsenal. 
let's, let's look at a positive here. For each club, what do you most respect about them? Hang on, you didn't put that in the notes. <laughs> I did. What do you What do you respect most about Liverpool and Arsenal? Answer for each club. Ah, oh god, yeah. Oh, I missed that line. <laughs> or maybe top, I chose your, to miss that line. Off the top of your head, then, what do you respect most about Liverpool? Oh, I can, uh, go, first, I can go first if you want. The football club, yeah. No, I mean I've already said take away football, and I have. Huge respect for the city. No, I'm people. not talking about the city. I'm talking about the football. No, board. no. Well, I think it needs mentioning. This is this is I the, love pa- Liverpool this is the power of football yeah, yeah. to make people fall out. And, you know, I talk to very intelligent. Very, you know, I've got friends who are intelligent, doing well in life, and obviously non-city fans. So you talk about football to them, and they turn into drooling imbeciles that talk absolute <laughs> nonsense. And I think it's important to make that distinction that football just absolutely destroys, you know, throws reason out of the window mm. for all of us, you know, City fans, everyone. Uh, I respect, I mean, I respect what, I, I respect what Klopp's done. <laughs> no, I Klopp's done an amazing job. Though. I was laughing he at has, you, uh, he's struggling there. <laughs> well, some people, no, well, I'm, I'm thinking at the back of my head, oh, they're just long ball merchants. You know, some people like to say, it's like, oh, give me a break. I mean, <laughs> the, it's, he's put together... A brilliant football side, mm. one of the best in the world. Uh, not on a shoestring, obviously, he's spent money, but you know, that the weight of that club has defeated many before him. Uh, and if I do respect the job Klopp, Klopp has done at Liverpool, even if I despise how he's currently acted on at the side of the pitch. Uh, I think that's undeniable in a way that he has done yeah. a great job and that they are, you know a powerful, exciting football side. Well, I mean, what I find interesting about how I feel about Liverpool in a positive sense is that so many of them just have been somewhat sullied by the fact that you know this is the most self-reverential football club, possibly bar Barcelona in world football. You know, that they are, you know, they celebrate themselves, let's, let's be honest, we, we can safely say that. And so when, when you look at Shankly, for example, um, and how he was as a person, you know, I, 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 nothing but absolute admiration for that man. But mm. it's really hard to kind of admire him through no fault of his own, but how he's been, you know, perceived in the media as well as Liverpool football fans over the years. Um, you know, it, it, it becomes somewhat cloying, hasn't it? You know, in terms of you know how he's been put on this ultimate pedestal. Which maybe he deserves, I'm not saying not, because like I say, I have huge admiration for him, but all the same, as a City fan, you kind of cringe at that and shy away from that. So it's mm. hard to... But no, I, I should move that to one side, though, and just see how I personally feel about him. And so I'm, you know, nothing but absolute admiration for Bill Shankly and, and, and what he did ago, at Anfield. You wouldn't have felt that way, you know, watching a documentary about Shankly or the yes, true. or whatever. It'd be a an interesting football watch and it still yes. can be now if you're ready to disconnect yourself. It's the same as for Ars- yeah, as for Arsenal, it's the same really. They've played football, I think, in the right way in the last twenty five years. Yeah. They've played an attractive, you know, playing you know, they've got those those sort of players that want make you want to watch football. So that's the plus for me yeah. for Arsenal is that they're a team you want to watch the vast majority of the time. Well 
it's fair to say, I mean, one of the, the reasons I respect both clubs is their illustrious history. We have to, you know, there's no mm. questioning the fact that both have got, you know, multiple league titles. You go back to the 30s with Arsenal, you go back to the kind of 60s with Liverpool onwards. Um, that history, has it, at different times, has it become a burden to both clubs? Everyone's got an illustrious history. Oh, no, I, I know, I know. Mm. But they've got a successful, illustrious history, and not yeah. every club can say that. Uh, has that been a, a burden to them, do you think, at times? Yeah, I think it leads to a lack of patience, which is united all over for the last decade. In the, yeah. The need for, perhaps, the need to step back and say, look, we're not the top dogs right now, we need to reassess what we're doing, perhaps change how we play even. So the tide, it's, some clubs are tied to how they play, uh, and that can be if if the, the world changes, styles change, uh, and that can be restrictive. But I think a lot with big clubs who then you know stop winning and stop winning trophies, is the desire to get back to the top as soon as possible, is just not sensible in a way. It leads to panic buying. It leads mm-hmm. to wasting money, and it leads it's not a good philosophy or way to run a club. So, yeah, it, apps, I mean, it's there, isn't it? I mean, look at Liverpool before Klopp. It was, it was born out in a way. It's, yeah. They were just I mean, not you, very well-run at... clubs, but they, they're entitled. No one belongs at the top. City don't, United don't. No one. You earn the right yeah. to be at the top and to win trophies by being the best. You have no right to be there. You're not back where you belong if you then win something. It has to be earned. And I think any club, just generally that you know, has the glory years and then falls on hard time, has to realise they have no right to get back to that onto that pedestal again and they have to earn it. And I think it does hamper a lot of teams that that entitlement and arrogance actually works against them. Because opposition clubs and managers and players aren't interested in that and aren't going to just let you score goals against them or <laughs> walk onto the pitch in awe anymore and be beaten before you kick off. Yeah, they only do that when you're actually at your peak and they have got a defeatist attitude because they don't feel they have a chance. So I think, yeah, definitely it has hampered them. Well, because when you said uh, prior to Klopp, and I nearly kind of jumped in and said, well, actually prior to Brendan Rodgers maybe, but then mm. I thought, well, actually no, because that's the ultimate example really of, of the past being a burden to them during the Brendan Rodgers time, because you look at that title race and you look at how utterly desperate they were to, to secure first Premier League title and, and get, as you you know, in their minds, get back to where they belonged. Um, and, and, and that, that counted against them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they bottled it or fell away that much. I mean, they're going about the Palace game, but they were already behind by the Palace game, so that wasn't the one that lost them. It was a two-nil home defeat against Chelsea, was it not? Who who were in the title race? Yeah, Very, you know, it's just yeah, yeah hanging on to it. Yeah, and Mourinho, yeah. So they didn't absolutely fall away or get overburdened by it. It was City's relentlessness in a way that did for them. Mm. Uh, so I'm not sure it overwhelmed. You know, it was for that. But they had such a swell of like you know the media behind them emotion oh as well that perhaps it did get you know emotionally it might have you don't know you'd have to ask people the the players there at the time whether it became too much for them at the time. Mm. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. 
To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.